That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome, my friends, to The Great America Show. Delighted to have you with us, and pleased to remind you, we're now only 18 months from Election Day, November 5th, 2024. Just a short year and a half from now. I want to turn to a first just a quick note. It turns out that Biden's director of the CIA and top official of the Obama State Department is among those who had meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. That from the Wall Street Journal. Byrne's name wasn't in Epstein's little black book. Make of that what we will. And with all that's going on in these crazy times, it's easy to lose perspective on all the seemingly random events day to day. And easier still to miss altogether what is happening right here at home, let alone around the world. Biden, Xi, Zelensky, Putin. What they're doing before our very eyes is sometimes startling. Russia's war against Ukraine. Zelensky now trying to do apparently a peace deal with Xi Jinping. Win at least a truce with Russia. Remember, Zelensky called President Xi now, who is, of course, arming Russia. He didn't call Biden, who is arming Ukraine. Now that's interesting, isn't it? And the obvious price of any such deal to end Russia's invasion, and I admit this is pure speculation, would be for Ukraine to back China's invasion of Taiwan. We could call that an invasion swap, couldn't we? Biden is owned by Xi, so he can protest, but not much, not perhaps even a whimper. But remember, Xi's win is Biden's win in this instance. Biden doesn't have the war on his back going into the 2024 campaign. And Putin is given an escape from his murderous mistake of starting a war with Ukraine, a war he can't win. Zelensky gets to keep the not-trivial amount of money, of course, left over from Biden's $120 billion gift from the American taxpayers. And she wins a Nobel Peace Prize, even if he takes over Taiwan and all those lovely microchips. And Biden's Marxist dim masters can focus fiercely on their strategy and plans for Election Day 2024. I bring all of this up because the drumbeat for further political persecution of President Trump is getting louder by the day, the tempo rising. The Marxist Dems and President Biden have intensified their attacks on the head of the Republican Party, and Trump is, after all, Biden's presumptive opponent in the presidential election. And without even a whisper of protest from the corporatist media, of course, the Marxist Dems have launched further attacks on President Trump in the form of four spun-up prosecutions in New York, Georgia, and Florida, with another special counsel investigation led by Jack Smith. I'd like you to keep in mind the timeline of those special counsels and their appointments, because the timeline reveals much about the Biden White House decision-making and makes it startlingly clear why they had to order Attorney General Merrick Garland to name a special prosecutor of President Trump. 
Biden ordered Garland to send in the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago on the 8th of August last year. They seized documents that had been in the president's personal possession from the day he left the White House, with the full knowledge of the National Archivist. Such a raid had never been conducted in the history of the Republic. And what do you know about those documents today? Well, nothing. Absolutely nothing. This from an administration that leaks parking tickets on those it means to harass or worse. So then, classified documents are found in President Biden's possession just days before Election Day, November 8. Remember? So the Biden narrative goes this way. They notify the archives. The archives notify the Justice Department, but just after the election. And guess what? Guess what happens four days after the election? And after the Department of Justice claims it found out about the president's classified documents, well, Biden and his masters order Attorney General Garland to name a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump. And that appointment and the balance of power in the House of Representatives dominated the national news through the end of 2022. And what do you know about Robert Herr? You remember that name, surely. It's been in the paper at least once or twice. Robert Herr, special counsel investigating the President of the United States and his taking of classified documents over nearly a half century. Those documents found in his house, the Biden Penn Center in D.C., his lawyer's offices in Boston, and who knows how many other places. And we shouldn't forget the garage and the President's Corvette. And now we're getting almost daily updates from the Trump special counsel. They're looking at election law violations suddenly, maybe wire fraud as well, and on and on. This is raw abuse of power that has never been permitted. It has never occurred in the history of our republic. The Marxist Dems have shut down decency, law and order, respect for the Constitution, and they're doing their level worst to shut down free speech through lawfare, through political corruption of the Department of Justice, the FBI, the intelligence community, and other agencies, and intimidation and complicity of big tech, social media, and corporate media as well. The Marxist dim threat against our freedom of speech is being carried out by the deep state. The Marxist Dems mean to establish conformity of thought, to end debate, to end our way of life, certainly to end free speech. There is resistance from the Republican-led House of Representatives, investigations underway now across huge parts of our federal government. The House Judiciary Committee, led by Chairman Jim Jordan, has subpoenaed three federal agencies' records, materials, and documents that pertain to the investigation by the committee into collusion between government agencies and private companies in order to censor free speech. Those three agencies are the State Department's Global Engagement Center, the Cyber and Infrastructure Security Agency, and Centers for Disease and Control. The House investigations into the Biden administration's corruption and abuse of power is gaining momentum. And the House has passed a bill that increases the debt ceiling by $1.5 trillion and reduces deficits by almost $5 trillion. Our guest today is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, and the Subcommittee on Weaponization of Government. Our guest is Congressman Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, good of you to join us and to bring us up to date on your extensive investigations 
And first, congratulations on the passage of the debt ceiling legislation. A good piece of legislation. We basically said, look, if you're going to borrow more money, then you got to start. You got to start changing the way we spend it. You got to put in place some good policies that'll grow our economy, like the Rain Act. Um, limit the spending, claw back some money that hasn't been spent, some of that unspent COVID dollars out there. That's what this bill does. But I think the real message is we want to do what's, what's needed to help the country, what's, what's needed to help the economy. And Joe Biden basically says, even though he's had record spending, record inflation, record debt, he has said, I'm going to take my football and go home. I'm not going to negotiate. And Speaker McCarthy said, yes, you are. And we're going to send a bill over there. and We're going to start talking about how we can actually help the country. Well, and that uh, first part of the uh, of the challenge is underway uh, on this passage of today's uh, legislation. Yep. Uh, what do you expect to be the the, the response of the administration, uh, and what leverage do you have going forward now? Well, I, I you know they've said if you can if you can believe what the White House says they've said that they're going to take their football and go home. They're not going to talk to us. They just want to keep up, uh, you know, keep doing the same old, same old. So. Um, you know, you, you, you wouldn't expect that. You'd expect, like, we have divided government. The, the country expects us to uh, negotiate and figure out what we can do. But they basically said, no, like, like I said before, record spending, record inflation, record debt. And their position is, give me more money so I can continue to have record spending, record inflation, and record debt. That makes no sense. There's not a, no American, American people have common sense, and they're looking at that like, what are you talking about, Mr. President? But that's his position. So I do believe it changes now that we were able to muster a majority and, and pass the, this legislation, which moves us in the right direction. Well, uh, congratulations on that. And congratulations on the continued uh, pace of your investigation in the Judiciary Committee, the yeah, Weaponization Committee. Uh, and America is watching closely everything that you're doing. Uh, let's Let's go to the issue of Hunter Biden uh, right now talking with the Justice Department officials about what has been uh, ostensibly a six-year-long investigation that began with tax evasion. Uh, Does that have any influence or uh, impact on your uh, investigation in judiciary? No, no, we'll we'll just, you know, we're going to keep doing what we need to do, follow uh, the facts, uh, depose witnesses, have hearings, Look at the you know subpoena documents, all the stuff that we're that we're required. We're going to keep doing that. Um, but when you step back and look at the Hunter Biden situation, it's it's really, you know, think about what what Chairman Comer has said: 150, 170 uh, suspicious activity reports, thousands of pages, multiple LLCs that money is coming into. Now he's told us that 12 Biden family members are getting paid, and the money is coming from these these foreign entities, these foreign countries, and at all that. Is suspicious enough? Is is you know uh, crazy enough? But then you ask the sort of the fundamental question: What service did they provide? What was the work they did? What value did they add? What did they do to warrant receiving this kind of money? And no one has an answer to that sort of fundamental question. So yeah, we're, we're uh, Mr. Comer and the Oversight Committee. We're going to continue to look at this and uh, and get to the bottom of it because the American people have the right to know. Absolutely. And whistleblowers stepping forward initially. Uh, is that pace continuing? Are more uh, more employees of the Justice Department, the FBI, stepping forward uh, to uh, as whistleblowers uh, to your committee uh, to oversight in your weaponization subcommittee? We, we, we just we just deposed uh, a, a new whistleblower last week. 
we've have, now had uh, multiple whistleblowers talk to us. Uh, five of them sit for a deposition. We had the lady at the FBI who we think has been signing off on what we believe is retaliation against these whistleblowers, the lady who signs off and takes their clearance away. We had her in yesterday. She wouldn't answer our questions. So we've now, she was in under a transcribed interview format. She, so we've now issued a subpoena to that individual to answer questions about what we, we perceive and, and certainly what the FBI agents believe is retaliation for their willingness to come forward and share this important information with us. And she is the Deputy Director of Human Resources for the FBI. What in the world would be the basis for her not responding to what would be within her, obviously, her uh, venue? Yeah. And that is uh, retaliation. Yeah, they always uh, they always make the case that ongoing investigation, this is a review, this is a personnel matter. So they always use that as the reason not to share w with us the information. So we said, okay, fine, then we'll, we'll issue a subpoena. We'll have you back. Uh, she's scheduled to be back in, in, I think, 12 days, and we'll talk to her then. We'll ask her the same questions that she, she refused to answer uh, earlier this week. And an official of HHS uh, volunteering the information that 85,000 children are uh, missing yeah. at uh, your uh, subcommittee on immigration, uh, chaired by Tom uh, McClintock, uh, mm -hmm. These are extraordinary numbers, uh, and she actually said it out loud uh, that the Biden administration is working as the middleman on sex trafficking uh, and working with the cartels. Yeah, this is what happens when you intentionally say we're no longer going to have a border, when you deliberately put in place the policies that Joe Biden decided he was going to do on day one. Day one, he said, no more remain in Mexico, no more building the wall, no more uh, turning people away. We will we, well, once you get you get in, we will release you to other parts of the country. And then the cartels see that, and they're in the business of moving drugs and moving people, and they move people. And these, there's these kids who are being just exploited. They they come here, and instead of saying when the kid comes here, where where's your where's your parents? Can we get you back to your parents? We say no, no. We're going to send you to whoever they're that they say is their relative or whoever. And these kids are just we saw it was. And again, you have to take our word for it. Read the New York Times. The New York Times is the one who said that well, what's happened to these kids is terrible. So that's what we're trying to stop. And we passed a good immigration uh, immigration bill out of committee last week that if we can get that into law would 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 stop this nonsense. But um, you know who knows if we'll get it to the Senate and um, and 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 if we did, Joe Biden probably wouldn't sign it. Well, that's unfortunately the likelihood. But moving forward on the issue is critically important, and congratulations on moving that bill. Uh, we're talking with Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, and we uh, will continue our discussion with him right after this quick message from our sponsors. Stay with us. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now talking with Congressman Jim Jordan, the chair of the Judiciary Committee and also the uh, Weaponization Subcommittee. I want to go to the request that has just been made uh, by the attorneys for President Donald Trump uh, seeking uh, uh, intervention from the Congress on the uh, classified documents uh, controversy that's taking place, uh, including, of course, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the president's property Mm -hmm. and and search and seizure, Uh, looking for your help, particularly that of the Intelligence Committee as well. Uh, Your thoughts, Congressman? Well, we'll see see where uh, Chairman Turner and the Intelligence Committee go go with this. What what I do know is if – and I'm I'm actually very, very concerned about this, Lou – if the Georgia attorney – does what Alvin Bragg did on, on a local level and goes after President Trump. That, that's, that's, we, we know what Alvin Bragg did is ridiculous. If the, if the Georgia attorney does the same thing, that, that's ridiculous as well. But if Jack Smith, the special counsel, if he indicts President Trump and if he indicts him on this classified document issue and doesn't indict Joe Biden, I mean, Joe Biden had, a, had classified documents at four different locations for good, had it at the Penn Center, the, had some in Chinatown, he had it at his, at his home and he had some at his beach home. I mean, but I'm afraid that that's where this may be headed, even though the, everyone knows what's what's going on here is so political. So we'll see what the what Chairman Turner and the Intel Committee come up with. Um, but I'm very nervous, very nervous that that's where it's going to go. And that would be, I think, so harmful to the rule of law and how our country is supposed to operate. This must be particularly, uh, it is, of course, frustrating uh, to, to the president of the United States. He's confronting five legal actions right now. Uh, as well as a special counsel, uh, Jack Smith is nothing more than a an ideological, uh, if you will, partisan hack uh, who is assigned uh, this what will be assassination by uh, you know litigation. Uh, it, it is clear what they're doing. None of the respected names uh, and personages in law are supportive of a single one of these lawsuits, whether civil, whether it's Letitia James, or whether it is Fulton County, uh, whatever the, the charge may be. You as chair, what is your reaction? Is there any effort that, you can, that you've undertaken to, yeah. in some way, stop this madness? Uh, is, is it the Supreme Court? Is it your office? Well, we got a we you know we got a great decision from the court, uh, Southern District of New York, last week. Because remember what happened in, with with DA Alvin Bragg. So um, Alvin Bragg indicts a former president, uses federal funds to indict a former president for no crime, and then when we went to talk to Mr. Pomerantz, who hasn't worked for him for a year, Alvin Bragg took us to court. He took us to court and said, tried to stop the subpoena. So he goes to court, and the court, in a clear and a strong decision in our favor, said no. Mr. Pomerantz has to show up for the for the deposition. So Mr. Pomerantz is going to be coming on May the 12th uh, for his deposition, and we're going to ask him questions. We're going to ask him a lot of questions about what he wrote in his book, and his book was solely about this issue of going after President Trump. Um, so that was a huge win uh, for for us, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know possible legislation that we need to pass about limiting how certain federal funds can be used by these DAs if they're going to go after a former president. So. Those are the kind of things that, that we think are important. Why? And the court was clear uh, about the legislative purpose we have in wanting to talk to Mr. Pomerantz. So um, that, that's, I think, a, a big win 
for us, and we'll look forward to that deposition. Well, and congratulations on that decision. And to go back to the uh, to the question of what is available to the president. This is supposed to be a government of checks and balances. Uh, we mm-hmm. have never had a president indicted, let alone have uh, six legal actions uh, underway, including another special counsel, two impeachments. The list goes on, as you well know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Where is the chief justice of the Supreme Court? Where is the Supreme Court in this? And why is there not a remedy within our government structure for what is clear political persecution uh, on the part of the Marxist Dems? Well, I mean, I, I can't speak for the Supreme Court, but what I can say is this. The ultimate remedy um, for for the, the harassment that President Trump has faced, you know, from 2016 when he came down the escalator, I think ultimately the, the power resides with we the people. And President Trump has, has indicated he's running for president. I want him to win. Uh, I think he did a great job as our president in, in doing what he told the American people he was going to do. And in November of 2024, I think the American people have a chance to say who they want to be back in the White House. And if you look at the record of Joe Biden, where they have I don't you can't point to one one policy area where there's something good happened. I mean, the border is no longer a border. Record crime, record inflation, uh, record energy prices, record debt. The debacle that was Afghanistan exit. I mean, it's just like you can go on and on. So I do think that's the that's the ultimate check. Um, but there will be some cases that I think will make their way up uh, up to the, the 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 Supreme Court relative to everything we've seen from the hard left and the Democrats over the last several years. I think you're you're right, obviously, about what the limitations are right now, and that the ballot box will have to be the way in which. Uh, we do rectify what are great, great injuries to this republic. But if we do not have an electoral system that has integrity uh, and the voters are assured of a clean, fair, honest election, we are at a an end point uh, in the life of this republic. And right now we know that CISA, the uh, Cyber and Infrastructure Committee, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, agency uh, was incorrect when uh, a day later it said that was the most secure election in our country's history in 2020. It took two years for them to acknowledge that mistake. Uh, We know full well that the electronic voting devices had vulnerabilities that could have been exploited. But we do not, we have that report, the most competent report uh, and serious report is uh, right now under seal in a federal court in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm. Mm. Where are we headed with electoral integrity? Well, I will tell you this, Lou, uh, the part that bothers me the most is is what we, um, we, we learned from our deposition, our transcribed interview with Mike Morrell, and how that the Biden campaign was, was – was involved with this this now famous letter from 51 former intel officials i think that had a huge impact on the outcome of the uh, of the election where the tony blinken working for the biden campaign now secretary of state contacts mike morrell three days after the new york post story comes out on on the biden laptop story and he contacts uh mike morrell and says hey what about this russian interference gets Morrell to look into it all. Morrell organizes the letter the next two days, the 18th and 19th. And on the 22nd, they have the letter that Joe Biden uses in the debate to, to, to go against what, what President Trump asserted. And Morrell told us in this deposition, Lou, that 
The reason he did it all was because he knew President Trump was going to bring it up. He wanted Joe Biden to have something to be able to use, and he wanted Joe Biden to win. And when it's all done, because it, it played out just like that when it's all done, uh, he gets a call from Steve Rossetti, Mike Morrell does, and Steve Rossetti said, thank you for doing that. And Steve Rossetti was the chairman of the Biden campaign. So that's the part that really bothers me, because it was portrayed, portrayed by the president, by, by, by President Biden, then, then uh, Canada Biden, as if it was organic. These guys just did it on their own. When in fact, it was prompted and orchestrated and coordinated uh, uh, by the Biden campaign, for goodness sake. That's the part that bothers me the most. It bothers uh, me. I can't say the most because there are so many things that bother me about the 2020 yeah. <laughs> election, including the fact that Bill Barr, the attorney general, knew that Joe, Joe Biden was lying in that second debate, the final debate about the laptop from hell, Hunter Biden's laptop. And he is also the attorney general who had dispatched FBI agents to suppress conservative voices in social media, legacy media, and killed a story that should have been the Pulitzer Prize winning story mm -hmm. of 2020. That is the New York Post story uh, on yep. the Hunter Biden laptop. This this is a, a this is just not coincidence. This has been a conspiracy uh, against uh, against history, and history was changed by, I think you're exactly right, by Mike Morrell, by Tony Blinken. Your thoughts as, uh, as we conclude here? Yeah, no, it, it, you know, because but for that letter, Joe Biden may not win, and if he doesn't win, we don't have all the things we've been talking about, all the chaos that's now the, you know, been the Biden administration with the border, with inflation, with energy policy, with crime. I mean, every major urban area now is seeing a record increases in crime. So uh, you don't have all this stuff. You, the, you, the, the, the lack of respect that, that foreign powers now have for, for the United States because of the, the weakness projected from the Oval Office. So, yeah, that, that was a huge, huge concern uh, in that election. And, and as you and I both believe, probably impacted the election in, in the way that it did. Well, I would like to just say that uh, if if we may, we can take a quick break here and we'll come right back for your concluding thoughts uh, as we continue with Congressman Jim Jordan, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with Chairman Jim Jordan of the Judiciary Committee. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I want to conclude with, if I may, uh, your thoughts sure. going forward about what we can expect from the 118th Congress 
uh, the 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 massive undertaking uh, that you are yes. leading, which is with the Weaponization Committee, the Judiciary Committee, uh, uh, Congressman James Comer, uh, with the yes. Oversight Committee. Yeah, I mean, I really think when you boil it all down, the the focus is on the First Amendment and and what the Democrats are doing to undermine our right to speak our right to speak in a political fashion. You know, we learned this from the Twitter files. We had that amazing hearing where we had two of the authors of, of some of the Twitter files, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi. And, and while they're talking, while they're testifying, the Democrats during that hearing asked them, who, who are your sources? Direct attack on the First Amendment. And maybe the scariest thing of all was while Matt Taibbi was, was uh, there at that hearing, the IRS was knocking on his door. I mean, it's, the, the, the chance that that just by, by, by uh, coincidence or chance is just nobody believes. Everyone believes that was done for intimidation reasons. That is what we mean by when we, when we talk about the weaponization of government. But you boil it all down. It's really about our fundamental liberties, our First Amendment rights. And we're going to continue to dig into this and make sure that we do everything we can to protect those rights, get the facts on the table, propose legislation. And if we have to use the appropriations process to limit some of the dollars that go to these these agencies. Whatever weapon is in your uh, <laughs> that you have at your disposal to fight the weaponization of the federal government uh, and to make the American people the enemy of our, our government, uh, you know, God bless and Godspeed. Uh, this is uh, this is not a Democratic Party any longer. Uh, it is a fifth column intent on the destruction yeah. of this republic and our way of life. Congressman Jim Jordan, yeah. chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, as always. Uh, we appreciate you being with us, uh, and thank you for your, you bet. your everything you're doing. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for all you do to protect freedom and, and advance uh, the, the principles that make America special. Chairman Jim Jordan, remarkable congressman, remarkable leader of the Republican Party, and these Republican investigations are already producing results. The public is learning more every week about the extent the depth of the corruption in the Biden administration, and our thanks, of course, to Chairman Jordan. Here tomorrow, we'll be taking up the flashpoints that, with the Biden administration's policies, could well drag us into a major conflict. Which brings me to today's quotation. It's a quotation I've always loved. John le Carre said, quote, A desk is a dangerous place from which to watch the world. End quote. Again, a desk is a dangerous place from which to watch the world. John Lacari. We'll be living dangerously here tomorrow, and we want to say hello to all our friends of this podcast in India, Indonesia, Canada, Australia, and around the world. Tomorrow we'll be taking up the new Republican legislation on immigration and border security. Great American Congressman Andy Biggs joins us here tomorrow, again, on immigration and border security. And a further quick note, Governor Greg Abbott has just announced that he has added the number of Texas DPS officers at the border because in the last two weeks alone, 24,000 illegal immigrants, all of them from Venezuela, has crossed over into the state of Texas and, of course, the United States. That's tomorrow. Please join us. Until then, thanks for being with us. God bless you and America. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? 
Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.